And on a Thursday where the top story in uh, the Phoenix, Arizona area is not Super Bowl 57, we welcome you back into Gwen and Chris Crisello, Tony Gwen Jr., Matt Scraby. Tony and Matt, together in the Odyssey Palace Studios, I'm out on the road in uh, Reno, Nevada. We are hanging out with you until 6 o'clock. And yes, Kevin Durant being uh, traded to the Phoenix Suns. That is the biggest story in Phoenix on this NBA trade deadline day. And uh, some other moves were made as well, Tony. We had uh, Jay Crowder finally wind up with the Milwaukee Bucks after he was dealt a couple of different times. And uh, the Bucks got their man. They were really hoping to get Jay Crowder. They feel he's a missing piece to help them get back to the NBA Finals. And, of course, the Lakers made their moves with D'Angelo Russell coming to Los Angeles and Russell Westbrook heading to Utah and the other thing was, uh, Tony, the Lakers uh, traded away uh, one of your guys, uh, Thomas, Thomas Bryant. Bryant, the uh, center who's played really well for them. They uh, they wanted to recoup uh, some of their lost draft choices and uh, and in the other trades. So they they picked up three second round draft choices that they had traded away earlier to get re Hachimura. So basically, the Lakers traded Hachimura for Bryant, and uh, you know we'll see if that turns out working out well. But Hachimura's played pretty well, I think, for you guys so far. Yes. So uh, you know the NBA trade trade deadline really kind of taking over the sports world on this uh, Thursday, just three days before Super Bowl Fifty Seven. The other big one last night, the Aztecs uh, come up with a uh, a really uh, really nice win on the road at Utah State. Uh, 63-61, they get their 19th win of the year. They improved to 10-2 in the conference. They remain in first place in the rugged Mountain West, and they did it on a night full of, as Tony says, shenanigans in <laughs> Logan, Utah. But it was a crazy game, and the officials are uh, still trying to figure out what was going on last night. Oh, nearly three-hour contest last night well, with all of the video reviews and conversations and technical fouls and fouls that were called in general it was just a it was really something for the Aztecs to keep their focus without their point guard and come up with that victory so uh, congrats to Brian Dutcher and the gang there Uh, we're getting ready for a little daily gambit I, I gotta tell you guys first thing I did today first thing I did today Went down to the uh, sports book here at Smoked the uh, dart. Grand Sierra Resort. No, I did not have a dart. <laughs> okay, I know there's a l- <laughs> smoked I, a dart. I, I, know, I know there's a lot of dart smoking going on. In, oh yeah, over where you're at, especially at that early in the morning. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I come back to San Diego, you guys, my wife's going to think that I was in a uh, was definitely in the middle of a casino because I'm going to smell like darts, that's for sure. There's, there's no way around it. But, uh, no, I, I made my way through the the the, the haze of uh, smoking and uh, found my way over to the sports book. And, uh, guys, there, there are so many bets you can make on the Super Bowl that it took me a half an hour, and I'm not kidding, just a, at least a half an hour just to find – the prop bet that we all wanted to bet on, which I did was worry Travis about Kelsey this. to 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 score the first touchdown. It, it's not you can't just walk up and go, yes, I'd like to bet on Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown. Because <laughs> the guy looks at no, the guy looks at you and goes, well, what number is that? Ah, I go, I don't know what number it is. <laughs> what are you kidding me? So he handed me a stack of papers that look like 
you know, war and peace or something. <laughs> and he said, just, you know, go through here and find the, find the bet you want to make and then come back up and just give me the number. And it turned out it was number 95,322. No way. That was the, yeah. That was the bet number. You went. You did for, not go through ninety five thousand bets. No, did I didn't you? go through ninety five thousand bets. I but I, I had say. to. I had to flip through quite a few pages <laughs> before I finally found the Travis Kelsey bet. But uh, uh, the Gwen and Chris show does have action in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, <laughs> so uh, we are excited about that. And if Travis Kelsey scores the first touchdown, uh, guys, we're all going to have a little. We'll have a little party to celebrate on Monday. So. I have a question. How do you yeah. cash it in? Well, uh, that's another question that I asked about. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you have to go back, now, right? On the, yeah, on the back of your ticket is uh, is a form that you fill out with your name and address. Oh. And you drop it in the mail. Okay. And you send the ticket, and they mail you a, a check. So All right. it, it'll be it'll be pretty simple. Don't worry, Scraby. If we win, I'll pay you immediately. You'll you'll get paid off. I can't right take away. the you money though. I can't because because it's 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 something that you put the money on. Well, I'm putting the money in representing all of us. That's all. That's all. It's, all right. It's, it's, all right. I'll, I'll gladly not, take the money then. <laughs> I, I figured out. I figured out. It's a right now. If Travis Kelsey does score the first touchdown of Super Bowl Fifty Seven, we will receive one hundred and sixty-two dollars. In uh, that is what our winning ticket will be worth. And, Cha-ching! Uh, a little quick math means fifty-four dollars per guy. So, yeah. You know, just enough for a gallon of gas, just to get you a couple gallons of gas, get you back and forth to work for a couple days next yes, week. So yes. we will we will root for that. And uh, in the meantime, we will find out some of the other bets and things going on in today's Daily Gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Well, I just unintentionally uh, angered Tony in studio because of something I said. (laughs) So Mike Trout is on TV right now. They are revealing the United States World Baseball Classic roster, which we do have a little bit of a wrinkle in that World Baseball Classic roster. Tony? Nick Martinez, although I believe he initially pulled out. I think he still is out, but he is in the designated pool yeah. for pitchers. I assume that's if someone goes down, he is eligible to, to come in and pitch. Yes. Uh, but I, Or that could mean if he changes his mind, he can show up. That, that and, it's too. Not, and it's not a big issue. That too. Uh, but Mike Trout is on TV, and his hat is backwards, but it's like only half on his head. And I, I told Tony, I was like, it's not about Mike Trout. I just don't like people that wear their hat like that. And Tony looks at me and he says... I wear my hat like that. Yeah, what a, what a yeah jerk, but man. you know what? I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna have to go ahead and agree with Scraby on this one. Uh, for a, it's a very <laughs> rare. You may want to put this on tape and make a promo out of it because I am agreeing with you. Scraby's point agree. is really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this time it is. That's good. I, I agree that guys who wear their hats halfway off their head backwards, it's not a good look. 
but I mean this so sincerely. <laughs> Tony, it looks good when you do it. I, I don't know what it is. I don't. I, I agree. No, you don't, Scraby. I don't notice it. You didn't even know I did it. Exactly, because you pull it off. So then you can't say it looks good. You don't even notice it. Nah, it looks really good when you you do it. And the other other hat that you're... The other, the other hat that you're able to pull off oh, that the... nobody else can pull off is the bucket hat. See, I d- disagree with seen... that. I think I can pull off no, a bucket you look, hat you, pretty Scraby, good. Scraby, you would look like a complete schlump. A <laughs> schlump? What's a schlump? Believe me. I, whatever, that's what you would be. Whatever that is, that's what you would be. But Tony puts a bucket hat on. Man, he looks the coolest guy you've ever Man, seen. I'll I, take I it one further. It is. That is that is so nice of you. Tony puts on a puts on a straw hat and he makes it look cool. You know, it's he it's it's, a, it's, a, it's not about who's wearing. It's about how you're wearing. No, I think it's about who's well, wearing. I mean, it. You got to give us. You gotta, you're going to have to give us. This is a confidence. You're going to have you to gotta, give us some tips, Tony. I know deep down the straw hat probably not good, but <laughs> but as I tell my kids. Take it till you make it sometimes. So, yeah. you know, if I'm going to believe it looks good, then you're going to believe it looks good. All right. Yeah, it does. All right. I, I, I'm going to need tips, Tony, because I've worn bucket hats before, <laughs> and people look at me and they go, Chris, what, what's the matter with you? Are you sick or something? <laughs> sick? No, I'm just, I'm just yeah. wearing a bucket hat. Like Gilligan? Like, Is that, that you? Thing off. you <laughs> yeah. When Tony wears it, he looks like uh, he's a million he's bucks. man with a plan. Yeah. yeah. You guys are too kind. Too kind. All right. Let's get over the love fest and get into the betting. Now, San Diego State and Utah State last night. Utah State, two-point favorites in the game. Tony and I took the Aztecs. Aztecs win 63-61. No biggie there. Uh, Now, we're going to do some head-to-head prop bets for the Super Bowl today. And then also a cross-sport bet between the Super Bowl and the NBA. So we'll get to those. But first bet we have... Yeah. First bet we have is um, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts up against each other in passing yards in the game. So the spread for that is Patrick Mahomes is favored by 50 and a half passing yards over Jalen Hurts, minus 115 for both bets. But they also have a total passing yards between the two of them over under 50, 541 and a half yards, and then they have a money line. But for this one, I'll just go first because it's kind of confusing. I, I think that... I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to pass for more, but I don't know if it's 50 yards more than Jalen Hurts, so I'm going to say that Jalen Hurts with plus 50 and a half yards is my bet. Chris? I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes here based on what Solomon Wilcots just told us. Ah, good point. And that is that the Jalen Hurts has had a bad shoulder for the last month and a half and has not been throwing the football well. Um, I, I, you know, I think that hurts his ability to hit the deep ball to A.J. Brown and you know, I think that uh, you know the Eagles haven't had to show off any, you know, part of that game in the in the two playoffs. But be interesting to see if uh, if Jalen Hurts can get the ball down the field in this game. I, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes and give the 50 yards. Tony, what do you think, Pat? You think- Patty Mahomes boy. Oh, don't call him Patty. His mom's going to tweet you about it. Like no, she it's did Lewis Pat. Riddick. Pat. Oh, Pat. Okay, Pat. yes, that's right. Because that's his dad. Okay. All right, and so you remember the, that. She for, was very upset. For the, the, the mom slash wife, she doesn't want to think of her son in the same lane that she okay. thinks of her husband. That's what my guess is. Speaking from a guy who probably had that growing up a little bit. There's a reason why Anthony came into play. <laughs> uh, all right, next bet is the running backs and the rushing yards. Miles Sanders is 
the favorite in this one by 14 and a half rushing, rushing yards. The person he's going up against is Isaiah Pacheco. So, Chris, you're up first on this one. 14 and a half rushing yards favorite for Miles Sanders. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pacheco here. I think that the Chiefs are going to do everything as Solomon Wilcott said. I thought his interview was really on point. I, I think the Chiefs are going to do everything they can to shut down the Philadelphia run game. I think they're going to commit guys to the line of scrimmage and try to slow down Miles Sanders, make Jalen Hurts run so that they can tackle Jalen Hurts and, and really find out how that shoulder is. So that's that's what I, I got to believe that's the strategy of Steve Spagnola. So. I think with Sanders probably having a bit of an off game, Pacheco will be able to able to stay close. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, this is interesting because as much time, you know, Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown the ball that much uh, in the last couple of games. But in the same way that Patrick Mahomes has had an extra two weeks to let that high ankle uh, ankle sprain heal, the same could be said for uh, Jalen Hurts. Two weeks is a long time for a, a throwing shoulder to be able to kind of calm down. Um, and so I say that to say it'll be telling on how willing he is to keep the ball on RPOs because that's what makes the Eagles tough, Tough, right? They run the ball in the RPOs. They run it with a, a, a big uh, offensive line or multiple bigs on the, on the offense. They run it a bunch of different ways. If he's willing to do it, he could be a problem. But... If you're making me pick between him and Mahomes, I'll, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Pat Mahomes side of this one. So you're gonna take Pacheco. I'm just Pacheco, excuse me. All right, Pacheco, it is. You guys both made very great points there. I'm gonna go with Pacheco as well. If the Chiefs have any chance of winning, Pacheco has to do something. Now here's a crazy bet: plus fifteen hundred total for this, but it's Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts for seven hundred plus combined pass yards. And then also Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, 100-plus combined rushing yards. Tony, you're up first on this one. I don't think either of these happens. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, that's 350 apiece yeah. or four and three for one. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I know Jalen can run, but... 100 yards 100 he's going to have to do. I don't see Patrick running a whole lot. No, maybe like 15 yards or something. Yeah, I'm going to say neither. I'm going to say the same thing. Chris? Yeah, I'd love to cash in on that one, but uh, that doesn't sound like a good one. All right, last two are cross-sport bets. Cross-sport bets. NBA and the NFL. So, this one is John Morant assists against the Boston Celtics versus Travis Kelsey receptions. uh, John Morant assists is the favorite at minus 235. Travis Kelsey receptions are plus 185. Who has more? Who has more on that day? I mean, assists. Uh, how many assists does John Morant average? That's a great Let me look. Question. Let me look real quick because that will tell us a lot about why they set this line the way they did. Thank you, ESPN, for being quick today. Ja, and Ja is averaging oh, this year eight assists. Yes, eight assists. So, that means Travis Kelsey would have to have nine catches. I'm going Travis Kelsey. I love me some Travis Kelsey right now. Chris? I would take Travis Kelsey here. I mean, John Morant could have a game where he has less than eight assists. So, Word. You know, I think Kelsey's going to catch eight or nine. I mean, if the Chiefs are going to be in the game. So, I'm going to go with Kelsey here and take the, uh, take the underdog. Tony? Do we have an injury update on uh, Juju? I think he's playing. If he's playing... Uh, 
I'm going to say less. You're I'll take say, John Morant's side. You'll take side. the assist. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Now the last one. The King. If the he King. Even, if he even plays in this game because he's not playing in the game tonight. LeBron James pl- uh, points plus rebounds plus assists. What? Versus Jalen Hurts rushing you yards. You say he's not playing tonight? He's not playing tonight. That is correct. That just popped up on the screen, Tony. I'm sorry. So he breaks the record. He gets a little break. Can we at least see what the toys look like all together? We had to wait another game for that. That is a good point. I guess he feels like maybe now, some... if, if if those guys aren't going to be there tonight, I guess I can get over it. You're going to take another the Bucks L tonight. <laughs> this is another load management <sighs> issue. If LeBron should be playing the Greek freak, I'm mad, he's I don't, don't want to make this like I'm mad at LeBron. LeBron could do it every one. He's Spectacular. Okay, so Jalen Hurts rushing yards are LeBron James points plus rebounds plus assists. Chris. Who's LeBron playing on Sunday? Uh, Portland. 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 Oh, man. Portland's up and down. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, they play racehorse basketball. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I was, so LeBron's going to be putting up big numbers in that Race game. Horse I'll take, I'm, I'm taking LeBron James. All right, Tony. I'm taking LeBron James as well. LeBron James. I'm going to take LeBron, too, because if he scores 30 and then has 5-5, five and five, that's 40. I don't know that what's-his-face uh, Jalen Hurts is going to get. What's-his-face? What's-his-face? I, I forgot it for a second. Well, that's a nice Jeez. way to refer to one of the first, you know, one of the That was done with no disrespect. Black quarterbacks ever. I'm the one what's who brought that up the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, if he even has 50 rushing yards, I'll be impressed. So I'm going to go with LeBron, and that is it for our bets today. All right. I got one bet that everybody ought to get in on. Can we tell after the break? Yeah, let's tell it after the break. But one bet, I'm just saying that I've read dozens of articles. I've seen dozens of TV experts. And over and over and over and over again, this one bet keeps showing up. It's a prop bet for the Super Bowl. And I think you should know about it. Wow, that was some good teasing. So we'll get to that when we get back. But first, here's traffic. Matt Scravey, Tony Gwynn Jr. here back at the Odyssey Palace on 97.3 The Fan. Chris Ello in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. Chris is uh, surviving whatever that announcement was that was in the background of his uh, hotel room earlier today. Chris, did you ever find out what that was? No, I just asked my roommate about it. He just came in and he said he did not hear the announcement. He was elsewhere in the hotel. Evidently, maybe they just made the announcement only to people that were in their hotel rooms. I I don't know. It was a very strange announcement. This voice comes over the loudspeaker and goes... Hey, everybody, it's okay. Everything's all right. Don't worry about it. Nothing's wrong. An unsolicited, like, okay, everything's okay. That's, yeah, that's scary. Totally unsolicited. And I'm like, well, what was the matter in the first place? You know what I really yeah, wish so. they would play over the loudspeaker just to let everybody know it's okay? Chill, son. Just Chris saying chill, son, over and over and over. Everybody, chill, fun. son. That, would, that, wouldn't chill. Have been, Dad, that wouldn't have been as scary as, hey, everything is fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it, guys. Everything yeah, it is okay. Just, no, and then they, yeah, they went on to say it was just a minor incident. And I'm like, what? Still what don't know incident? what happened. A, a message to the entire hotel tells me it's not just a minor incident. Uh, so I agree with you 100%, <laughs> Scraby. Right. I do. I 
It was very unnerving, I All must right. tell you. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. Um, we are going to be talking about the World Baseball Classic rosters a little bit later. They're de- they're they're naming them right now. They're giving all the names for them, so we'll go over that. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this real quick. Mark Feinstein tweeted earlier today. He was he was a co-breaking news guy with AJ Casavell for U Darvish's extension. But he is a tweet. Here's his tweet from four hours ago. U Darvish's extension with the Padres is front loaded per source, beginning with a thirty million dollar salary in twenty twenty three. So twenty three or excuse me, thirty mil off of one oh eight, that's seventy eight mil left on what would be five years. I did the math in my head. Not really. I did the math on calculator, but it's fifteen point six AAV if that's how it's spread out for the final and five we, years. We don't know at this point. We do know the th- first year of the contract, which is Starts starts this year, he said. Oh uh, yes, yeah, starts this year. Thirty we'll be, mil will be thirty mil. Chris, your thoughts? <laughs> oh, did you ask my thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's worried about his safety. It's okay, Chris. I'm worried about my safety. I'm worried about stormtroopers busting into my room <laughs> any moment now. Look, I I mean, it's just like I said before. I'm just happy about it. I, I don't really worry about you know how the money's going to be paid out. I mean, yeah, I agree. Eighteen million dollars average annual average salary, I think, is is a bargain for you, Darvish. Uh, six years is probably a little lengthy. But, you know, they take a little risk there, and uh, they'll pay him maybe if they're not even getting production from him in six years. But uh, I think it's great for this, for this ball club. As you said, Tony, now you've got both Musgrove and Darvish locked up moving forward. You know you've got Bogarts locked up. You've got Tatis locked up. You know, you get Manny. You get Soto. Uh, you add, why not? Let's just add Otani, too. I mean, oh, that's you know, right. I forgot it, about I that mean, in 2024, right? Don't forget about that. I mean, everybody keeps every every time you pick up a, twi- a Twitter feed, it's it, it talks about how the Padres are guaranteed to be all in on Shohei Otani. And there was even some people who thought that the signing of you, Darvish, is something that's like taking a step toward maybe, you know, enticing Otani to come here because he and Darvish, yeah. you know, know each other and have a relationship. Didn't so, think about it from that you know, Maybe that's, yeah, that's something else you can read into this. You know, they're, they're, they're making sure the Darvish is here so that when Otani becomes available, this will be a place they'll be interested in coming. So, you know, all of the possibilities are delicious. And the thing that's fantastic is that we have the possibilities because, right. as you said, Tony, we've never experienced anything like this before. No, we, we haven't. And uh, some, I, I guess, some baseball with, um, I don't know, some edge to it. It's a little starts a little bit earlier this year with the World Baseball Classic. The four pools are set in Pool A. You'll have Chinese Taipei, Cuba, Italy, Netherlands, Panama. In Pool B, you have Australia, China, Czech Republic, Japan, South Korea. Pool C, uh, Canada, Colombia, Great Britain, Mexico, United States. And I guess this would be considered the the uh, pool of death there in, the, in <laughs> the Pool, pool D. Of death. Uh, Dominican Republic, <laughs> Israel, Nicaragua, uh, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela all in the same pool. Um, the rosters are being laid out right now. And once they uh, come online, because right now they're announcing them live on the MLB Network, we'll bring you those uh, some familiar names, a few Padres, 
couple on the designated pool list. I, I got the Dominican team real quick. Why don't you give it to okay, us? Okay, so here are the position players. Willie Adamas, Robinson Cano, Nelson Cruz, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Eloy Jimenez, Manny Machado, Cattell Marte, Francisco Mejia, Jeremy Pena, Julio Rodriguez, Gary Sanchez, Gene Segura, Juan Soto, and it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, for these their pitching guys. staff is anchored by Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, uh, they got Diego Castillo, Johnny I mean, Cueto, Cueto, Camilo Christian Duvall. Javier. This is the this is why they are the MGM favorite yeah. betting line in terms of who win it. That, that team's loaded. Well, you know the thing that's interesting to me, guys, is you know the World Baseball Classic. You know, does it necessarily decide who is the best team in the world? Uh, it does for a month, but I, I think that, that it's very clear, right? I mean, over a course of a month, it's going to decide which team played the better baseball. But, I mean, if the United States wins, I don't know that the United States can clearly say we have the best baseball players in the world. You know, I mean, I, we have, we might have the most baseball, great baseball players in the world, but if you're going to boil it down to one team, that Dominican team is ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a pretty strong team. Of course, the USA is the defending champions now. It's been a, a nice gap between the last World Baseball Classic because of the pandemic. Ends up getting pushed down the line. I, when was the last one? Was it 2017, 2018? Oof, I, I don't even know. Was it here? It was It was definitely. I know some of it was here because Adam Jones went up on the wall he and did. snatched Manny Machado's <laughs> he sure did. Uh, homer. I'll, so. I'll look, but the Team USA roster is, is out as is that, well. Is, why don't you give that to us before we go to uh, break? Catchers, JT Realmuto, Will Smith, Kyle Higashioka. I'll go with All it. All right. First baseman, Pete Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> Second baseman, Jeff McNeil. Shortstops, Tim Anderson, Bobby Witt Jr. Third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Outfielders, Mookie Betts, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker. Pitchers, Nestor Cortez, Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw, Lance Lynn, Miles Michaelis, Brady Singer, Adam Wainwright. And then on the relieving pitchers, you got Devin Williams from the Brewers. You got, um, let's see, Ryan Presley. I believe he is on the Astros. Astros, yeah. Uh, Jason Adam, Daniel yeah. Bard. So that's, they that's got pretty, pretty much good. The team. That's a that's a that's and, a and people are Where right is there. Trey Turner on this list? And so um, he may be involved in this, but this is an MLB on Fox tweet. Ah, may so, not be an official one. Yeah. No, right. no, no, this isn't. That's definitely official. I mean, it's officially the Fox Sports MLB right, account. But, but that's not who's who's giving these live. It's no. the MLB network. So. No. And if you're asking. Is it at, from today? Uh, yes, it is. It's it's from literally, like 10 minutes ago. Okay. All right. uh, sure. There's one guy at Tomer. He says, we don't want Pete, Pete Alonso. So, you know. Well, at Tomer, you don't have to say, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get to break. Uh, when we come back... Leave Pete Alonzo alone. For heaven's sake, just Chris Paddock isn't even in. Let that man live at Move this point. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Pete Alonzo just has a strange way of, of eliciting negativity coming his way. I don't know what it is. All right, let's get to break. Padres Pin Pal on the way. More going to Chris. Do you know that you can now listen to all your favorite teams, stations, shows, and even podcasts all on the Odyssey app? It's just nice to throw on at the gym. Download it now. All right, Gwen and Chris continues. 3.40 is the time. At least that's the time it is where I am. <laughs> We're in the same Reno, time. Reno, Nevada. <laughs> I'm aware of that. 
Gravy. I didn't have to do any calculations at all. He thought that maybe you Matt's were me. Gravy? You know how you know how difficult yeah. it can be for me when I'm on the East Coast trying to give times on the West Coast. I sometimes yes. forget the time difference. 9.38 on the clock. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that, what? 9.38? That, that, that time it wasn't even like a three-hour difference. It was We went back in time because the clock was wrong. Then. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. We were time traveling with Tony Gwynn Jr., uh, welcome back. Uh, we're going to get into a Padres pen pals here in just a second. Scraby's got some uh, questions from the fans passing along to us. We'll try our best to answer them. But I, I did promise everybody the uh, the Super Bowl bet that I keep seeing the most. And I, I just want to throw this out. Make a note of it. If you have to get some action on the Super Bowl, maybe this is the way to go. Please bet responsibly. Yes. But the one bet that I have seen over and over and over again, and I'm not, I don't know exactly why, but Kenneth Gainwell, Philadelphia Eagles running back, to go over 11 and a half receiving yards. Hmm. I, I have seen at least five different people either write that they were making that bet or say on television, gambling experts everywhere. It just keeps coming up. So it's just one that I want to keep an eye on myself. Will Kenneth Gainwell indeed go over 11 and a half receiving yards? Well, looking at his uh, looking at his game log for this year, one, two, three, four, five, five times he went over in the regular season. So and, and he's not only five. Yeah, 11 and a half yards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Over he had only twenty three catches on the year, twenty nine targets, one hundred and sixty nine yards receiving. So he's not a big. Uh, yeah, pass what did he catcher. do in the What did he do in the two playoff games? Uh, two for nine yards receiving, and two or no one for nine yards, and then two for twenty six yards. Oh, so his last game must uh, be leading that. This his charge. last game is what people are leaning. Yeah, on. I don't. I'm not I don't. Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people just feel like he's going to play an important role in this game. That. Uh, Hertz is going to drop a couple of passes off to this guy, and he's going to gain some yardage. I, I don't know. He's going to I mean, gain well the saw... yardage. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a cheese ball. And a red balloon did... <laughs> has arrived at the studio. <laughs> All right, Scraby. On that note, let's check some traffic and get into today's Padres pen pals. It's time to ask the experts, Padres fans. I was hoping maybe you can bring a little insight into it. Write us, tweet us, Facebook us. Send a carrier pigeon for Chris. He thinks they're cute. Padres Pen Pals begins. Hurt the Pelota big time. Now on 97.3 The Fan. Padres Pen Pals is a segment where I get some messages in my DMs and I bring them to the guys so that they can answer them. And we are going to start with A, Chris's favorite sounder on the show, the pencil scribbling here. And then we're going to get started with Gino and the Padres Pen Pals. Tony is going to be up first here, but Gino writes in, I am so excited to have you, Darvish, on the team for the next six seasons. I have been critical of AJ, but I am starting to come around on his plan. I just really hope we don't lose Manny. So, Tony, do you think extending Darvish was necessary as well as a move to sh- – or do you think extending Darvish was necessary as well as a move to show Manny they are in for the long haul? It's an interesting question. Gino? Do I think it was necessary? Yeah, I mean, 
Yes, I think it was necessary. All right. How long the extension was, that is a different question. But I think getting him an extension, because I, I personally believe you Darvish has got at least at least two, three years, or at least two years of pitching at a very high level. Did this contribute to, or is this going to help contribute, get Manny back? That's the second part I don't know of the that this is what I was trying to get across when we were talking about it earlier in the show. I don't think that there is any correlation between... Darvish's extension and that somehow affecting Manny. At this point, I, I think the proof is in the pudding in terms of what the organization is willing to do to prove that they're in the long haul. I don't know that anything else can prove that. Yeah. So I think they're separate issues. All right. Chris, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're separate issues, but I think that, you know, Manny's, you know, the reason Manny's going to come back if he comes back is because he knows he's going to be part of a great team. And I, I think that that's going to, you know, play out this season. Uh, if he's part of a, you know, fantastic championship style team, it's going to be much more difficult for him to go play elsewhere. But, you know, the addition of Darvish just makes it more, or not the addition, but the extension of Darvish makes it more likely that this is going to be a championship level team for not just this year, but beyond. And so I don't know that the two things go together, but I think just by happenstance they go together because the longer Darvish is here, the longer the Padres are going to be good. And Manny's going to want a team that's not just good this year, but moving forward if he's going to stay for five more years. So all right, kind of a way of answering. Yeah, I pretty much answered all sides of that. <laughs> no, that was good. That I was good. Said yes, no, and maybe. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good, though. You worked one. it out on your own. He hit all three spots. Yeah. So thank you, Gino, for making Chris do that. Here is our next pen pal. Julie says this. I just have to vent a bit because I am excited about my Padres, but I can't go to opening day. The cheapest tickets I found were for $400 each. I heard you talking the other day about how we should welcome any Padres fan, but these new fans are taking away, here we go with some big words, financial feasibility Mm. of going to Padres games. Mm, Chris, Julie wants to know, do you think that resale tickets should be capped? Sure. And who's going to do that? You. You. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to be able to actually do it. People are still going to sell the tickets for what they want to sell them for. And it's just like everything else in capitalistic America, supply and demand. And if there's a demand for $400 tickets uh, and there's only so many of them to go around, they're going to be sold for $400. Here's the deal, Padre fans. The price of playing poker has gone up. The ante is larger now. Mm. That's just what happens when you've got a great team. If you wanna if you wanna pay two dollars a ticket and watch a last place team, Rockies. move to Denver and go see the Colorado Rockies. But if you if you wanna see a championship level team, you're gonna have to deal with not only some bandwagon fans, but you're gonna have to deal with some higher prices. It just goes with the territory. Uh what do you think, Tony? I think Chris is well said. I will push back on Julie just a little bit. And what that, you got against Julie? It's not that I have anything against her. I'm just saying that I don't know. I think that before now, before this era that we're in now, 
There were a ton of Padre baseball fans. They just weren't willing to come out and support what was on the field. And so I don't necessarily think that this has anything to do with resale uh, at this point. I think, yes, you know, your typical Dodger series, those type of things, yes, that happens. But I think what happens now is that this organization has put together such a good product that people are now willing to spend money to go watch it. And then now, because of that, the prices have gone up a little bit. I don't think it's all necessarily... A little uh, bit. A, a lot of bit, sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> $400 to, yeah, is a lot of money. A lot of bit. Uh, I don't think that this is other teams coming in and re- people reselling their tickets to other teams coming in. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I think these are Padre fans that are now willing. Maybe not can't afford season tickets, but are willing to spend a, a little bit higher dollar on single tickets. Yeah. This is, the, as Chris said, I think Chris said it perfectly, this is the price of having something good. Still doesn't mean we can't hate it. No, she said she was venting. So, I mean, she this, was. This, is, this is the perfect lane to do that in. All right, Julie. I mean, it, goes, it goes in every part of, the, part of the equation here. I mean, if you want, like last year, many of us in the media were squeezed out of the press box seating for the playoffs in the World Series, or, in the, you know, the NS. The NL championship game. There just weren't enough seats to go around. And it's always much more relaxing and convenient and easier to park and much less stressful (laughs) to go. Yeah. To go see a mid season game in May against a lousy team when you're a lousy team, but when the team's good, everybody wants to be there to cover it. So you have to put up with more people. This is part of it. It's okay. It's not to me. But it doesn't matter. Scrab, you tell you what. I'll just report to you what I see at the stadium every day when I'm down there. That way you don't have to worry about okay. going down there, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. No, <laughs> I got you, man. I just feel bad. I just feel bad. I do, too. I mean, every you know, we, we want everybody to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. But that's just not going to be the case all the time. Opening day, by the way. Just so you know, Julie. Oh, tell yeah, Julie, say, it, say I, it. I, Do yourself a favor. Opening day isn't the day you want to go. It's the next day yep. that you want to go. Isn't that what your dad said? Oh, my gosh. Opening day is, is a lot. It's stressful. It is a lot. It's stressful. Coming out day two, that's the game you want to come to. He's it, telling it, the it, truth. It, I'm telling you, to be you, you enjoy yourself. All right. Thank you, Julie. Now, next one, Derek. Uh, Derek wrote in saying, went to Fan Fest and was most likely one of those drunk people Scravey was talking about. I had to do. He said, I, I had to do something while waiting in line. So I drank. I mean, that's what I would be doing back in the day. In line, we got into a pretty fun debate and it helped us to pass the time. So, Tony, you're up first. If you could bring back any Padre in the history of the team to help the current team win a World Series. Who would it be other than Tony Gwynn? Oh, I was about to say, this is that's other a, that's fair. That's than Tony Gwynn. Come on, Derek, man. We had the answer so easy that time. Uh, who would I bring in other than Tony Gwynn? Giving the structure of this current roster. Oh. There's so many good ones. Chris, you got name? Uh, I got one. Okay, all right. Gary Sheffield. Oh, yeah, there he you go. He could DH for this squad, Ooh. and you'd have a, a a possible triple crown MVP-type like MVP designated hitter. That's a good one. Chris, do you have one? 
Yeah, I do. I would take Dave Winfield. I think he gets overlooked yes, right. uh, by a lot, of, a lot of great Padre fans. I mean, not only was Dave Winfield a remarkably good hitter, but he was a gold glove, automatic gold glove, you know, outfielder. Uh, you could put him in right field, move Soto to left. You could put him in left field, keep Soto in right. You could put him in center field and give Grisham some time off. And Dave Winfield would bat right in the middle of the order and hit the, hit be another 30 home run hitter. So he'd be the guy I'd bring him in. Thank you, Derek. That was an interesting Good one, question. Derek. And See, sometimes... Although I don't want to totally overlook the 1976 version of Randy Jones. Oh, yeah, he, he came exactly up on my Twitter today. You know, you know, now that you mention that, I mean, the one year Kevin Brown would fit right on into this uh, yeah, rotation as well. Either. That's a great yeah, question, Derek. Yeah, Derek, yeah. Uh, th- this is what people were Some, doing in sometimes line. Sometimes getting lathered up can lead to something it good. It can. It can also lead to a fight because <laughs> someone's like, no, my too. guy's better. <laughs> All right, last one. Late addition to the PPP. Got this in in the break. Luke is asking, heard you guys talking earlier about Blake Snell and how he is a free agent after this season. I know we aren't going to be sellers at the deadline, but could Blake Snell be shopped, Chris? Could he be shopped? Yeah, shopped. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think Luke answered his own question. I mean, I I don't think the Potters are going to be looking to sell anything at the deadline. So, no, I I, I wouldn't think, you know, Blake Snell is the Blake Snell that we think he's going to be. Uh, I want him on this ball club. So, no, I, I, you know, if we have to lose him at the end of the season and aren't able to get anything for him, so be it. Tony, I want to put all my, I want to put all my eggs in this basket for now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could he be shopped? He could be. You know, uh, AJ likes to have team control. He sure does. And. If Blake Snell, that's the tough part. If Blake Snell's pitching well, there's no reason to shop him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that's where I, I think the Padres hope he ends up being at. All right. Thank you to Gino, Julie, Derek, and Luke for their Padres Pen Pals thank questions you guys. today. Good job, guys. Take us a break, Scrape. Well, we got some Chris versus the fans up next. A lot of good prizes, so stick around. 833 288 0973.